Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It's come to this. Another Ooh. dark night. Ooh, the another darkest. Another rainy dark night. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. And we're talking about another movie that we recently got to screen at a movie theater. Yes. Uh, probably the most... Uh, this was the one that I wasn't sure. This was the... the you know, this is our dark horse choice well, for yeah. the night, I think. I think it's always a gamble to uh, screen a television movie on a movie screen. Yeah, we kind of, this is kind of anachronistic. We got that, that We in. did this. It was like we invited people to like come see movies on a big screen because we hosted a big movie day. And we're like, <laughs> by the way, two of the movies are going to be in grainy four by three, like 1980s <laughs> yeah. television quality. That was our night Enjoy. crew. That yeah. was, uh, I loved, uh, you really pushed for our movie, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Oh man, I love this movie. We first saw it for the first time. So we love uh, TV horror. That's podcast. a big thing for us. Yeah, I love TV horror. That was my real entry point mm-hmm. into horror movies. We've talked about in all of our other TV horror episodes, like Someone's Watching Me or Crowhaven Crow Farm. Crowhaven Farm, man. I, I, I love that movie. Great flick. Man, yeah, thank, I think the, thank God we got that flick, but a great TV flick. TV movies get a bad rap, I think. Or they get a rap of, uh, well, it's not good enough for a movie. It's an automatic knock if you you're know? not a feature film. Yeah. They became kind of a four-letter word, even though they were so popular for a huge, huge, what, two decades. Absolutely. 70s and 80s, TV movies were a big, big business. And this one is from 1981. 81. Right in I, the heyday there. We saw, I saw a lot of these TV movies, and that's why I have such fond mm-hmm. memories. I got to see something like Trilogy of Terror with Karen Black. When I was, you know, because they just played these kind of movies every, you know, I'm sure that Dark Knight of Scarecrow played in 81, and then I'm sure it played in Halloween of 84 and 85. And I, I get the sense this is a Halloween staple. It, it premiered mm-hmm. like shortly before Halloween in 81. Mm-hmm. It's got a great Halloween vibe. Oh, yeah. Pumpkins, vibe and- Halloween parties, mm-hmm. costumes, all that good and stuff. Yeah. So I'm betting. So I bet I it played ne- regularly. I never saw it. In those runs, but I know I'm sure it played every Halloween just like Trilogy of Terror would, just like the same as the Garfield Halloween special and the Great Pumpkin mm-hmm. and how those played every year. Well, it rang it rang a bell with my father-in-law when I told him, uh, yeah, we're going to oh. watch Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. He's like, I, I do think I remember <laughs> that. I think some of these TV movies really do have legacies. Mm-hmm. You know, these, the day after. Something like that. Oh, There's sure. some important TV movies. One of my favorites that we've done, too, When a Stranger Calls Back. Mm. It was a late genre TV movie when they were even less respectable. Right. In the 90s especially, I feel like they got very, like, USA Network. Yeah, it was hot, definitely a like, lot of US... A lot of, like, <laughs> silk stockings kind of vibes. I had this buddy in high school, uh, James, who had this really adorable... Uh, appreciation for USA originals. Mm-hmm. And I remember being, I used to go over to his house a lot to watch wrestling and, and you know, hang out. And I remember there was, wrestling was on the USA network. Oh, yeah. 
definitely. And there was some movie, and he had already been watching. I was like an hour late because I was coming home from class, and he was like, uh, "There was a preview for this movie," and he's like, "Oh, this look! I saw a preview for this earlier, and it's, it looks pretty good, and it's a USA original." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, already like, like he trusted the usa original brand i mean before we had a24 yeah we had usa had originals. usa originals you knew it was gonna be good <laughs> like he knew it as a brand he could a I seal of quality and uh <laughs> it's not one of these knockoff tnt it's a USA original. this is usa we're talking about yeah here. and uh cutting edge stuff so i've just always loved tv movies oh, because yeah. it was my access to a lot of these things without cable and this is like a straight up horror movie this is straight up horror and it is the it's the so tv cool. pg rating i don't think holds it back oh, some no. of the scariest stuff i've seen in a horror movie is in dark night of the scare for me this movie is one of the great examples of making the most of your limitations yes your your but it doesn't feel held back in any way no it's it, just as scary it's just as uh intense has just as many great, bizarre kind of character yeah. uh, moments and character actors, and we'll get into all that. But yeah, I think the whole package is so, so good. <laughs> and uh, like even by today's standards, it really is like top, top-notch oh, stuff. It's it's the kind of thing, it's not a controversial pick. If you Googled, I'm no. sure, best TV horror movies, I guarantee it's going to be on every list. It got a it got a big restoration. It's got a lot of love. Yeah, the Blu-ray Again, we're, we're, looked we're gorgeous. Not, yeah, we're not discovering any new content <laughs> it's, This here. is one of the most beloved TV movies yeah. and one of the most important TV movies. One that really showed how feature quality and how far you could go within the, the, the limitations. I do think I read that this was considered for theatrical release. The, well, the writer was made. The right? writer really kept pushing for that. Yeah, yeah. The writer really wanted. This is a guy who really upsold this story. It was originally going to be, well, the studio likes your book, but they're going to want it to be more of a slasher, but it's a scarecrow. A killer scarecrow on the loose yes. kind of movie. And this guy kept pushing and sticking to his guns to be like, no, this is not a Scarecrow movie. Like, that's what we're using. He's like, this is different, though. This is bigger. And he just kept upselling. And so he got what he got. And that's why it feels feature quality. I would say so, yeah. That's why I was so excited to see it in the cinema, which is not its house. Right. It's a... It's a uh, but it felt that way. Yeah. On the surface, it is a movie of these four guys murder a man who they think is committed a crime. It's a vigilante mob. He, he is a uh, mentally... Uh, Ill man. Yeah, one of the... You know, Larry Drake. Mentally disabled. Mentally, yeah. Mentally handicapped. Uh, yeah, played by Larry Drake, who's a genre, Z- genre semi-legend. God, right? And this was his break-in. This is a movie with nothing but top-line talent. Oh, yeah. Up and down the whole cast. It's a very experienced cast. But, but, uh, but yeah. Larry Drake was not experienced. No, well, and, and then this he, was early he has to kind of go full Bubba on this. Yeah, well, he's, you know, a mentally handicapped man, which then ironically became what he's probably most known for in his career. A decade later on L.A. Law, Larry Drake's like the most oh, he did. famous, he was Benny on L.A. Law, where he won Emmy Awards, and oh, was really? it really a... Is it like a quirky situation from Life Goes yeah, On? Yeah, he was like the law office male guy. Oh, He was okay. like a mentally impaired guy. I just know him People from genre movies. People thought he was retarded. He <sighs> spent 20 years of his career saying, having to be like, I mean, it's a great compliment, but no, I'm... 
Man, I'm a guy. That's like the guy He's in Modern good. Family who's like, no, I'm I'm an actor. <laughs> right. I'm not gay. It's good. But no, I know right. him. I know him from Dark Man and oh, Dr. Giggles and stuff. At least the first two Dark Man, Dr. Giggles, but oh, and one of the greatest Tales from the Crypt episodes. Ooh. A Christmas episode where he plays this asylum escapee Santa with the grossest teeth you've ever seen. It's called uh and all through the house. Sounds great. Google it. It's Larry Drake as a deranged psycho Santa. The guy is a genre god. And this movie is such a breakout for him. His unique presence, such a huge man. Six gotta be six three. He's a big guy. Looked gigantic. And they knew how to film him, even though he was a super sympathetic character, they filmed him even bigger. He was next to a small girl. It was a Frankenstein Absolutely. scenario. It was yeah. a real Frankenstein story. We see him in a field playing with a young girl, but he's got the mental capacity of a six-year-old. He's like a 35-year-old guy who's a child. Which is, yeah, I mean, that's that's how it is. Uh, but yeah, then we see that someone else is watching him, Charles Durning. Yeah, our, Durning's our, got a bone to pick. Durning does not trust this man uh, around kids for whatever reason. Durning hates. I feel like I'm used to Bubba. seeing Charles Durning in more uh, <laughs> um, folksy, heroic, and folksy roles. He is a man. He is a villain. In He's this a movie. hateful man in this movie. And uh, yeah, this movie is. It does go deeper than just this revenge from beyond the grave because you get to these darker places with the Charles Durning character yeah. where things are uncovered and he just kind of gets revealed to be this predatory character. It's that it's I, a I deeper cut on terror. It's insane. Outside of yeah. just like it's a insane. scary scarecrow in the dark. It's a human horror mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And the power we have other over other humans and, and how we can use that power. And yeah, Durning is... Like I said, experienced cast. Charles Durning is uh, is a, a another legend. I mean, again, we did we two, already brought two, up two or when three a Oscar nominations. Back. You know, for yeah. this guy, what would you? Uh, when a stranger calls back, we oh, already sure. brought up. But and then he just great TV work, great stage work, just a legendary, uh, long lasting screen presence, and he is good at being bad in horror. Yeah, but he's his, got some dead eyes in this movie. Uh, Larry Drake's mom. Benny's Bubba's mom is played. I was like, why do I recognize this woman? I don't. She looks familiar, but she's not familiar. It's Marlon Brando's sister. I was gonna say that's I, why she looks literally like a female Marlon Brando. I saw her last name was Brando. I was like, couldn't be. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. That's why it just looks like Marlon Brando wearing like an old lady wig. So that explains Claude Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, Claude Earl Jones Bro- must be brother of. James Earl Jones? I do not think so, but okay. I wish that were the case. If you guys knew Claude Earl Jones. Claude Earl Jones is this large... First, Charles Durnings, the town mailman, yeah. who drives around like he's this safari legend with his mailman pith helmet. That's a helmet, man. Great presence. This whole this gang movie. is... Everyone's got their own hat. God, or, the hats on this gang. Or the facial accessories on this gang. Yeah. Robert Lyons with his, his like, the dumb mechanic. Oh, He's the guy Skeeter. Who, Skeeter's dumb. Oh, the name Eric, the names on these guys. Oh, Charles yeah. Durning is Otis P. Hazelrig. Yeah. And That's they say name. the name a few times. Hazelrig. Uh Robert Lyons is Skeeter Norris. Yeah. Lane Smith is our is Ooh, our other Lane guy who we haven't brought up yet. Uh son in law legend. You know this guy, yeah. You've seen him <laughs> in a million things. He's Harless Hawker. Harless Hawker. 
And then Claude Earl Jones, our big white guy, who I feel like we saw an evil speak, and he's been in a bunch of things. Yeah. He's, uh, he simply goes by Philby. Philby. In, in the IMDb credits. Oh, yeah. Philby. Great cast of names. I love it. The uh, And they go after Bubba. And yeah, they, so this girl is like bitten. She messes with the wrong dog. She goes in a yard. She goes know, in a yard, on. being a kid. And this it is really a Frankenstein playing with a child scenario. I really was mm-hmm. getting those vibes this time. The TV vibe played so cool on the big screen. It's so it adds an extra bit of a jarring sensation to things. Right after it was over, uh, again we showed this at our big festival. Yes, uh, I know my kind of co- was. My huh? coworker George came up to me, and the first thing he says is he was talking about the fade outs. And he's like, "You don't see that in a movie. It's really weird how they kept doing these scene fade outs." Yes, he didn't know it was. It was like. Uh, the TV. He had to remember that it was a TV there movie. There were commercial breaks originally. It was so yeah. good that it didn't read as TV movie. Oh, I think the cuts are all great. I, uh-huh. And I know exactly what he's talking about. Because, yeah, there's so many moments where they obviously had to go to commercial. Yeah. But it's so effective. And this movie especially, it has so much atmosphere. The windmills turning. The music in this is like some of Dude, my favorite I don't know who did the score, mo- but the score music. felt really similar to Dolls. This is several years before Dolls came out, but it had that same just on the wind kind of kind of drifting in and out of scenes vibe to it. I actually got a huge Crowhaven Farm vibe sure. with, with just the kind of like high strings and oh, yeah. tension building that happened there. It, it was a, a TV movie score for sure. It sounded like other TV movie scores, but very effective with the visuals and just a really well-written movie. Uh, the screenwriter, I, I I knew he fought hard for this one and made and was really sticking to his guns, and it shows up on the screen. The writing's really good, the gang's really good. Bubba is Frankenstein th- that throws a girl into a the the lake. Yeah, except right. he didn't do anything. That's no. what, and that's no. our first big ter- terror. The Larry Drake saying Bubba didn't do. Oh, it. I'm so glad you brought it up. Oh, Bubba didn't do it. That's Bubba so- didn't do it. It's it's how sad is that not a t-shirt? Scary. Yeah, that should have been. I like. I want a t-shirt that just says Bubba didn't do it. Yeah, and that's his big. You know, that's a big line. That's the kind of thing that you can imagine playing in TV ads. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and then the woman just with the mouth, you know, uh, screaming with the hand over her mouth. Yeah, the way they classic, shot very classic Bubba with his mom was really cool because they made him seem. Like seven so feet big. tall. Yeah, yeah. They shot way down over his shoulder. From her side, they would shoot way up, and you would just see these scenes of Larry Drake facing and looking down into the camera. Like he was Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. And then behind his shoulder, they would be way up high over him. So it just looks like he was, yeah, right. it look, made him look like eight feet tall. Gave him this real big, you know, he's, again, he's big anyway. He's a tall, big presence. That's why he works so well in Dark Man and. All these villainous roles. But this is him, huge, made to look eight feet tall, made to look like this huge yeah. figure. So it gave him that kind but, of Michael Myers but shape. He pulls, but he also pulls off the child-like mentality. Yeah, but he is innocent. Yeah. He is innocent. Bubba didn't do it. And That's correct. 20 minutes into this movie, we get... This one, I remember the when we watched this as a group several years ago, for, and I think all of us were seeing it for the... The first time. I think so, yeah. It was an immediate group favorite. It's one of those oh, movies sure. you watch at a group day that regularly gets brought up on among the best screenings. 
This has a pretty legendary standing in our group. <laughs> and I remember that scene where the vigilante mob gets together. They find something's happened to the girl. Charles Durning's been wanting. He's wanting the excuse to yeah. go after Bubba. He's been they waiting for something been to happen to this, this girl. To yeah. He gets the gang together like they've been rehearsing it. Charles Durning rides in like he's in the cavalry, standing up in the back of a pickup truck. Hold, holding on to the helmet, holding on to his mailman pith That's helmet. Right. One of our buddies who who was at the screening is a mailman. Oh, yeah. And so the whole... Well, you can ask him if they just... Do they normally just keep the uniform on the entire time? Just really embrace your Does identity as a postman? in the uniform? Really wants to let people know he's the town postman. And man, that uniform is pretty dirty by the end of this movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a fat man sweating uh, out this suit your clothes in dirty. the south. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the cavalry comes in, this vigilant, vigilante mob. And well, I like Lante. Vigilante. vigilante. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they... Uh, we we build to this great scene where Larry, you know, his mama tells him to to play the hiding game, mm-hmm. which apparently is a really good way to distract your child when you want a little space. I guess so. And uh, yeah, as long as you up, know where these where he's hiding, yeah, <laughs> he has a pretty good hiding place. It fools him for a while, but when we finally get to the shot of just every single shot in this movie of that scarecrow in a wide, otherwise wide open field. Man, that stuff unnerves me. This is a good scarecrow. Stuff gets under my skin, man. I'm a I'm a fan of the scarecrow. Yes, as a cultural I like the scarecrow as a scary thing. Uh, you know, I like the Batman villain. I like the Wizard of Oz character. I like everything. The the '80s movie scarecrows. Uh, anything scarecrow <laughs> yeah. related, right? This is a good scarecrow. It is. Uh, it's very scary looking, and they they film the scarecrow shots the same as they film those those over shoulder Larry oh, big time. where you're like looking down on this. The scarecrow looks eight feet tall from some shots, then it looks all you know straw yeah. and nothing in other shots. Really great camera tricks. Yeah, the way the arms are always held out, and everything on it. Yeah, and then we find out, yeah, Bubba's hiding. Bubba's hiding as in the, the scarecrow, scarecrow. In the scarecrow. I don't I know guess. how that boy got into that scarecrow. He's good suit. at the hiding so game. Good. We know That's that. An excellent job at the game. He is. He's good to his word on that. But yeah, then the classic shot of his his wide eyes in the scarecrow mask. Yeah, man. Trying to hide from Seeing these guys. Seeing the human eyes behind the scarecrow mask. Let me tell you, when my sister lived in Phoenix, uh, I would try and go to a Diamondbacks game uh-huh. whenever I went down to visit. Dressed as a scarecrow. Dressed as yeah, doing my <laughs> scarecrow bit. Uh, no nah, man, wearing my big unit shirt, my Randy Johnson Diamondback shirt for uh, okay, you know, fitting in, cheering for the local team when in Rome. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, not there to cause trouble. No, their uh, <clears throat> their mascot is this badger. Wait, what? It's like this weird badger thing named but Baxter. Th- Team's, not a, the well, team you, is the diamond. You can't back, have right? like a snake though. That's oh, tough. Oh, come on. Unless he's a guy like springing around like in Donkey Kong Country. But like, I don't know how you do a snake suit guy. I Unless know, you yeah. really commit and have just a dude belly slither in the whole game. Well, they should have thought of that yeah, when they were naming a, their team. It's, it's a good point. <laughs> and, uh, and you can't just have a man with a snake head because that kids would hate that. That would be fucked up. <laughs> so they had to be <laughs> like, I don't know, a badger. Well, I sure, mean, the Giants, a bobcat? No, the I think Giants a bobcat. have a seal, you know? Yeah. doesn't really fit. So, so it's a bobcat, that. Baxter. And there's this, uh, I was walking in the concourse, and there's this big man-sized, you know, standee of Baxter. Okay. But, like, you can see the man eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fucking horrifying. 
Total. I know exactly what you it's mean. It's awful. It's all fur, and you can see these little hollowed-out man's eyes. And it's the scary... I didn't want that thing anywhere near me. That stadium's so weird because it's a retractable roof because it's hot. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're pumping something through the AC because people are just sleeping. It's this weird nappy <laughs> vibe. You're under, like, office lights under the dome, you That's know? That's great. They're just like, ah, oh, it's so comfy. It feels like you're in a convention center watching baseball. So you're in this surreal, sleepy mood anyway, and I was high, and then I walk past <laughs> this picture of Baxter with his man eyes just looking at me. It, like, shook me to my core oh, man. in the desert. You just run off. It was awful. It was awful. It was the worst vision. I'm sorry. I hated these eyes. Well, this and is... And Larry Drake's scared eyes in in the middle of this scarecrow suit. The room when we watched it, I remember, went cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just went, like, silent. Except for maybe a Jason, hmm. Well, the, the scarecrow <laughs> like, face itself, like the, the burlap sack with the eye holes and the mouth hole cut out, looks yeah. a lot like the scream mask would several years later. Just big, gaping kind of... Uh, O-shaped mouth uh-huh. in you know perpetual scream. Yeah. So when you see that originally just hanging there, and Durning's looking at it, and yeah. With then, those, then he notices the eyes behind it. It's got that very much like that. Yeah, the painting with the eyes moving and uh-huh. the painting. Kind well, of we really effect. get the. We also get the first of our so, many great squinty Durning close-ups. Exactly. There's a lot of these great shots of him really eyeballing something and not. He really takes in a scene. Yeah, yeah, he gets so, he gets his bearings, but him and uh, him locking eyes finally with the scarecrow, and then just the scarecrow kind of shivering, and then you the hear the fear this... that you feel through this body of a yeah. scarecrow from Larry Drake to project that well, pretty good, and you hear just the final whimper of like, Papa didn't do it. Oh God! <laughs> people are just and then they open people fire. People are dying, man. I remember, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the crowd was getting quiet during this scene. It's a dark scene where you know what's it's an going execution. to happen. It is. Yeah. And sure, this is a great vigilante crew. I mean, if you want to gather together a great group of dudes to go commit a cold-blooded murder, mm-hmm. these are four good ones. Yeah. Mailman, farmer. Other farmer, and then yeah, grain harvester who's running more than he should. Who looks like like a card counter, like in Vegas. Claude Earl Jones really got a a, yeah. Philby's got our little like pork pie hat on the on the big you know fat head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big red cap on the standing behind Ned Beatty's sweaty sheriff. Exactly in in one of the in White Lightning or something. He's like. The guy running awkwardly with a shotgun and kind of gripping at his chest occasionally. Uh, great crew to commit cold murder. <laughs> In but, broad daylight. Uh, but uh, Robert Lyons with his peculiar red polka dot engineer's cap. That's somehow like hanging off the front of his head. Yeah, man. It's like that hat just <laughs> makes him dumber. Just bad. It's like the reverse oh, Samson. A- it's a that's a that may be the toughest character to have to sit through because he really kind of gets hysterical. But when he gets to yeah. his own level of scared later in the movie, where his behavior is almost mimicking, like you see that same fear that Bubba had. Oh yeah, he's almost getting to that this, level. Yeah, this guy's pretty close to. I Bubba. like his regression, and not easy to pull off, but really interesting. Instead of Larry Drake, since the rest of the movie, again, 
name actors who were all in their own movies and TV series and stuff mm-hmm. at this point. They wanted also a name to play Larry Drake. And that was like the major thing the writer fought for. No. They wanted we, Bubba. They to wanted be Bubba a to be guy. some guy that everybody knew. And uh no, this guy well, insisted kind of, on I mean, because again, they they shoot the scarecrow up full of holes with Bubba in it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, Larry Drake does not come back in this movie. Yeah, it's not him haunting. There's no him like so, appearing as a ghost. Uh, it kinda, he's it, gone. It is kind of strange that you would want that to be the name guy who then gets killed 20 minutes into the you movie. You know, there's value to that. killing off a, a name guy in, early in a movie. And people don't expect it. The Janet Lee right. kind of thing. But if Janet Lee was going full Bubba... <laughs> If that was the character, <laughs> just stealing the money from her boss and just we be talk- like, Janet Lee didn't do it. <laughs> you talk about <laughs> casting against type. <laughs> All of Janet Lee's roles and then her portrayal as a mentally ill. <laughs> I need a room for the <laughs> night. <laughs> that would change Psycho a lot. Man, that'd be that'd, good. That'd really shift things. But so... <laughs> Them casting a real unknown and it launching his career into unexpected cool directions. Yeah, you don't see him the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie is the this mental anguish of Durning and his guys like uh, Lane Smith, who probably kept getting pissed at seeing Tommy Lee Jones at auditions. Oh, right. But then got excited when Tommy Lee Jones got famous because then he was getting to clean up on the like, now I'm the dad and son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Now it's my turn. He's he's a villain uh, in the Mighty Ducks franchise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. bad coach. Good, great, great face in yeah. a movie. Beloved face in a movie. And uh, all my, of these my guys. My cousin like Vinny. This. Claude Earl Jones is like, a, he feels like a, a Lustig character. He's like if Bill Lustig were a character actor. I could see that. If Lustig got into acting instead of directing, I think Claude Earl Jones is a great comp. And yeah, he has to do a ton of drowning, a uh, running, and then the drowning death of him is one of the most soul-emptying uh, things so, I've watched so yeah, on film. We so, get, so basically from this moment on, Durning plants a pitchfork on Bubba's body to make it look like they had to f- kill him in self-defense. Yeah, we get a sham trial. We get a great little quick trial. Uh, yeah, Bubba's mom says there's more than you know one justice in this world. Mm-hmm. They think they've gotten off free, but then the rest of the movie is a scarecrow shows up on someone's lawn, they get killed that night. Yeah. And that's the rest of the movie. And then Charles Durning proves that he's an actual psychopathic serial killer. Yes. And kills several more people throughout this movie to try to yeah, cover Durning his tracks. Yeah, Durning really gets... This is a blood simple situation it's, it's, with Charles oh, Durning. He gets time. in deep. So that's the, like the, the kind of core of the We set up, the like action. you said, Bubba, who you think could be the star of the movie at first. And if you're not familiar with it, he has gone 25 minutes into a 95-minute yeah. movie. Right. And the rest is Durning and his goons getting mentally terrorized and killed mentally especially uh-huh because this is not like we don't see a scarecrow stalking a man for five minutes thank god we it's very much one of those like could it be an accident could it be delusional strange is things someone... start happening is it you you're i was getting and this would have been i guess this would have been the year after big Voorhees vibes mm. 
And I love how we kept going through, like, Durning's like, I know who it is. Now I know who's doing this to us. And he keeps going crazier and crazier and killing more and more people he thinks are responsible for now, terrorizing him. Now, do you mean him. Pamela Voorhees? Because I'm getting a very strong first Friday the 13th where you don't really see the killer. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm telling you. The first Friday the 13th definitely. with uh, Mrs. Yeah. Voorhees is in this, this yeah. feels like... Is that why they got Brando's sister? I could see that. Is that why they got this, well, with this so, stout lady? Because oh, they got to be dragging bodies around? I love how this gang... Yeah, uh, Lane Smith is the first one to go. He gets dumped into his own, into his own wood chipper. Thresher. But you don't you don't get to see any of the gore, but you get the sense. You, That's the great you thing. You get the great cutaway to the, the jelly being oh, the slapped ra- out okay. on the plate. L- Lane Smith... De- so I love the build on all of these... These all are all the, once, great once all of uh, during goons set get picked away, yeah, it's these great like, oh, the kind of stuff that really works for me, and the stuff that you can do in a TV movie. But since this is handled again as a feature, it just feels like this great. I don't know. You get Halloween vibes from mm-hmm. this. It's a scary movie. It's essentially a, a repeating scene of a guy being like, "Is that you?" Sam, uh-huh. is that you? Oh, I'm a And then going for deeper that. into the barn, and then you noticing hear a, a rustle. barn door close yeah. that, that shouldn't be closing. And then, like, oh, he, you hear something, but it's just a chain rattling. And then you're like, ah, it's yeah. not that. It's that and then you're classic, like, wait, it's really that. Yeah, it's that classic, classic. kind of horror stuff that misdirection and that slow build, that slow tick, totally tick, works. tick up the roller coaster. And when it's done this well, it's a classic formula. It's always going to be scary if it's done well. And. Lane Smith going into his barn in the dark, eventually getting shoved off the the landing into his thresher. The scene of like, you don't see the thresher turning on. You don't see Mm -hmm. what's causing him. It's so good at not presenting the horror. I am not always easily fooled by the, you don't see the horror that's happening. That movie Open Water that critics loved. I was very bo- like that was a disappointingly <laughs> long theater experience. You wanted to see more. Pretending to see sharks uh-huh. that you don't see is a tough ninety. <laughs> it turns out, right. and uh, turns out I'm a so basic that I need to see a shark. Oh well. And uh, <laughs> this movie is so good though. I got me. I am much man. If my other option was Lane Smith, kind of in a collar and elbow tie up with a scarecrow guy. Well, no. exactly. Like no, no, no. I, yeah, I don't think it's effective if you. So, so what happens is they see the scarecrow just sitting out in their field during the day, motionless. Just a just a scarecrow. Yeah. But you know, straw in him. But he's got the bullet holes in him. I think. Anyways. Yes. Um. But yeah, then you never. But you never see a scarecrow stalking a man and coming up behind him or anything and stopping, which, which works. Still pretending to be a scarecrow, like a fake cactus, and, and it totally works because to jump ahead. <laughs> Because the reveal at the end, yeah, is mi- one of my favorite shots. Okay, well, ever. Th- let's before we jump so, to the end of the movie. Well, that's that's a teaser. Lane Smith gets it first. He gets so that next scene, the transition from Lane Smith going into a thresher, yeah, blah, face first. We don't see any of it, but Something we hear first. the scream, yeah, and transition to a big old red plop of preserves being <laughs> slopped onto a plate by Large Marge. Uh huh. <laughs> right on Charles Durnan's breakfast Durning's plate. plate. We get this pile of food. We get this awesome moving <laughs> breakfast scene where Durning's finding out about what happened to Lane Smith. Oh, man. It happened to him. And uh, Large Marge is, you haven't heard? And there's this, he lives in this great boarding house, mm-hmm. which is just a bunch of old, single, weird white guys. Man, 
Give me that boarding house life. Large Marge is <laughs> If home that's cooking, breakfast every morning. Getting getting that remember at the courthouse as well, it's fried chicken at the uh, boarding oh, house man. right now. So this guy's eating good at his single room. And he's uh, doing okay. This pile of food, he's while he's acting and finding out about this death, the first death of his guys and the mysterious circumstances, the pile gets like to this Rick Dukeman level in the burbs. Oh, totally. Of guy oh, eating absolutely. constantly during a scene and piling just two food. of everything. Yeah, just loading up on food and acting through these mouthfuls. Journey's got slopping pancakes and just mm-hmm. taking heap and helpings, just slopping it all in the preserves, just Dude. Look good. And he is just eat I love when we get a guy that's eating food in a scene. These actors that you can tell aren't taking Dick, does their he bites, get to man. eat though? Because I feel like it's almost one of those like the home alone scene where he's like cutting into the pancakes oh. and he's just about to get it and they're like, Harless got don't killed tell, last night. And don't he's tell like, me, man. I, I can't know. handle that scene in Home Alone <laughs> where he's got that perfect bowl of mac and cheese. Doesn't get to eat. And he's have like a bite going in go. with the spoon. Ding. Oh. I think that's what happens to Otis here. I think he's like piles everything on and then he's like just gets a, about to gets get Gets a there. fork full to his mouth and gets a go. And then it's like, money. Yeah. Hard it cut. could be. Could Hard be. cut to commercial. I love yeah. this this pile of food. And man, Durning's progression where these guys want to go, all right, well, we need to go check out what happened. Mm-hmm. And nothing. He's the guy trying to explain everything away where Otis or uh Otis yeah. is trying to explain all this rationally. He's, he's convinced, obviously, somebody's doing Harless this to just, mess with him. Just had an accident. Then they th- well, it, they go through this like five stages of you know grief here. First, he thinks it's just an accident. Yeah. Then it's yeah, someone's just trying to mess with us. Maybe the DA. Right. Then it's clearly Bubba's mom. <laughs> yeah. Then everybody's out to get him, and he's gonna make sure they're gone. Once we know for sure it's not the mom, then he's like, clearly Bubba didn't die, and so Bubba is actually alive and doing this. Yeah, which is what his dumber co-patriots have been trying to believe all along. And then <laughs> when they dig up Bubba's grave, yeah, and he's in it, then he's like, clearly it's the seven-year-old girl who's been behind oh, it the entire time. Once you get tricked into thinking the, the holy like, shit, the 10-year-old that is grasping is out to at get some you, straws. He is really, he's really dying on this specific. He is refusing to see what is right in front of him. That's where, yeah, you're like, the supernatural idea never comes into play. Yeah, man. If you're no. not a believer, we're, you know, I, I would that. start, I would start believing personally. I think. Before I started being like, I swear this kid is fucking with me. <laughs> Clearly, like, this, this ten-year-old has yeah. my number. Clearly, this ten-year-old snuck into Harless's barn, turned on his thresher, and pushed him into and it, and wrestled him into it. Then somehow convinced, yeah, Philby to go into his own grain silo, lock him in there, start the grain silo machine up to, yeah, dump him in. That's one of my favorite all-time kills. I can't say the favorite slow, because of how much it terrifying. shook me to my core the first time I saw it. The He doesn't really give it much effort, though. I feel like at the rate that the grain is falling into the silo to drown you, you could keep up on that. I don't know. It's impossible. Silo yeah. deaths are a yearly occurrence. Oh, is that, a they thing? Sound is that like an actual thing? they sound like one of the most horrifying things. Oh, boy. Especially in like a corn silo. If you hit, It's like quicksand, but more likely to kill you. Gotcha. It's just kind there of crazy. You, em- you get sucked into it. You get dragged in, and it's thousands of pounds of pressure. 
all built, piling in on you. Even though it's just like it's just corn, you right. can't get a foothold. It's not exactly the more a ball you move, pit. the sinker you, cut, you go. It sounds like one of the scariest Man. deaths to me. And so I know Claudio Jones wasn't doing much as a fat guy. He was also been running this whole movie. He oh, yeah. show he keeps looking more and more visibly tired throughout his scenes. And these guys are also being just assaulted yeah. with scary scarecrows in the middle of their fields. <laughs> these guys are losing sleep. Yeah, the scarecrow shows it. up at everyone's field eventually, right? And yeah. so his drowning death, man. I don't know where I had just recently read about silo drownings and yeah. how awful they sounded to then get confronted with the like, <laughs> Here's one. Here's drowning in grain. Nothing you can do. Just wait for... Oh, I hate it. I hear you. And here I am front and center on this big screen. But man, it's it's an effective scare. It's a great scary kill. Yeah. And again, you don't see enough. But this one, you do hear footsteps. I love how you like get a little more each time. Yep. They know how to tease this um, out. Yeah. And then really... The scarecrow is pretty dormant because Durning's doing all the killing. I think. At yeah, this point. Durning takes over for a while, killing he, would-be. He goes suspects. to interrogate uh, Bubba's mom, Mrs. Brando. Yeah, and uh, she has a heart attack, right? Yeah, well, he like, does at, sneak up he on her in the her dark and puts his hand over her mouth. That one's probably technically manslaughter. He didn't yeah. mean to kill he her. Didn't, that one was not an intentional kill. Yeah, he wanted to scare her and be done with it. Once she died, then it's like, who boy. How many? Then he's counting what other deaths need well, then, to be taken care of. Yeah, then he and then does, they start becoming more proactive. Well, then Skeeter makes it clear that he's going to go to the cops. He. Oh yeah. This is the guy. I mean, like you feel Skeeter, bad for Skeeter. Man. Skeeter didn't want to do this. Skeeter was the he bubba didn't want to kill this guy. Group, obviously. Yeah. And he's he's got this he's bad conscience. He's the one conscious. really doing doing what you know to hang what he needs to hang out with the guys. And yeah. He is not. Sitting well with him. It's not doing... This is too far. Yeah, he's not into it anymore. And yeah, Otis is also the one who then makes him dig up the grave. And I can't imagine the physical toll it would take to dig... It's a deep grave, man. It's a a full, like, yeah, six foot down. And that red polka dot hat stayed on the whole time until... (laughs) Sweaty as hell. Once they saw the body in there. Oh, then he really freaked out. And he loses it, finally. And there's no coming back. We get a reel of mice and men situation with Durning and Lyons. And so now Durning's almost convinced himself that he's doing a good thing. Like, he's helping. He's always... The whole movie is him convinced that he did the right thing. When you find out the reveal that we skipped over, that uh, when the coroner's report comes out, proving Bubba's innocence. Well, the girl doesn't even die. And the girl survives. Yeah, the dog Bubba saves her. They they find that out on the radio right after they... Oh, one of my that's a what great a, like ooh. that's a great like mist reveal where it's just like, Oh, that thing you thought happened didn't actually happen. That girl's the actions fine. you took based on thinking that thing shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the girl's fine. Bubba didn't do it. He that's saved the, her. Uh, that's a different version of the end scene of the graduate. Sure. The guys are like, We did the killing. We did it, guys. We did the vigilante killing. Actually, yeah. And the radio's like, Turns out Bubba was really cool. (laughs) Everyone loved Bubba. Everybody in the car is just like, We're playing a big party for Bubba right now. Sure, yes. So, yeah, he knows that if he gets caught, he is going down. Yeah, they do not know who killed Bubba. They barely got away with this self defense thing. So, if if his friend squeals on him and saying it was not self defense, 
So yeah, but that, the guy was actually tied to a a <laughs> scarecrow pole at the time. I like that he's they going down. Into, and he's not going to jail. As scary and serious as some of this movie is, let me tell you the shot I am thankful for. <laughs> I think you know it. When he finally has to turn Robert Lyons into Lenny and he shovel thwacks him in the back of the head. And Robert Lyons' hat is stuck to the shovel. That's a good moment. When he brings it up. That's a gag that you just have to do. They they knew what they were doing. You there. have to put that in. And once I saw him hit it, it flashed my mind, and I just thought, no, they wouldn't like they. That's too. And then when that hat came up, oh, I lost it. Like, <laughs> yes. Right, it's I a, forgot the hat gig. It's a great like yeah they they close up on Durning so that you don't actually see him make contact with with lions, but he clearly hits him with the shovel. Yeah, again, again another, another strength given to it by the TV movie parameters. Say, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't see any of these killings. The only killing you see is Durning's eventual pitchforking. You see some a but, bloody. Uh, shirt. But even then, you see him touch the scarecrow, back away, and then it pans down to blood. Yeah, it's all. It's, it's great. tastefully done. Well, then and it's it, effectively it, done. It lets Durning put all of his maniacal rage into that moment where he swings the shovel. Yeah. And then the reveal that <laughs> the hat is now stuck. No blood on the hat no or anything. Blood on just it's, stuck well, the to blood the shovel. Stuck it to the shovel, I yeah, assume. I guess so. But it's like, oh, they did it. And the movie, without showing you a killer, it does such a good job of delivering on the the weird sick revenge you kind of want to see mm-hmm. and the vengeance that is kind of deserved and without getting so exploitative at it. It's so, it's such a feat. I didn't see it coming with Durning killing these other characters later in the movie. Man. Did not anticipate didn't that. see him that desperate. Did not anticipate the one woman revealing that Durning himself may be interested in the young girl. Oh, yeah. And wow. And then there's a, very intense oh, scene wow. where Durning confronts this 10-year-old girl at, at a uh, school wow. Halloween party. Once he's full psycho into... And, this and he is... thinks she's behind it, or or I think at this point he thinks Bubba might still be alive. So he's trying to get the girl to tell him if Bubba's still alive or not. And it's this very intense, long scene where she, much like a young kid would, is just kind of silent and motionless. Oh, yeah. Runs off. Durning at this point has got the crazy eyes going. Runs after this girl, and then the sheriff is there with the flashlight. Party, <laughs> party's up front. Yeah. And now he's suspicious. Uh huh. And you can just feel Durning's walls are starting to close. Oh yeah, in his on protections him, kind of are closing. He's losing it. Oh, that. Man. Uh, <laughs> so you like one, there's so one great much thing that, about the the yeah. progression of this movie mm-hmm. is that we don't know what's happening. And none of the characters know what is happening. Right. And everybody believes something. That this girl, for all we know, has been seeing Bubba. I She's th- talking to something that she thinks is Bubba. Yeah, there's a we scene early on. It. After Bubba's killed, there's a scene where she goes to his house at night and says that he's playing the hiding game still. Yeah. and But she never knew what, like, we don't know if she knew what the hiding game was. It sounded like she knew. It sounded like right. he was. But- she was let in on that with him. But, you start uh, learn like you learn these weird subtle things about their relationship, yeah. and she starts being revealed as actually more controlling. Well, I'm wondering, like I said, I think the hiding game might have been a private thing with him and his mom. So if she knows about the hiding game, it's because maybe he told her. Yeah. So you get to reveal how closer, how much closer their relationship yeah, is. Yeah. But during like everybody thinks something different, and mm-hmm. we kind of know some of their motivations, and we have no idea what's going on. And 
sometimes I can feel like a movie's really losing the plot. It just kept making me like nobody knows what's happening. What could possibly? What could this be building what is to? It? Yeah. And so by the time Durning is convinced this girl is doing it, and he's confronting her, and now he's the guy. Now he's the fifty-year-old confronting a ten-year-old in public, yeah. which always looks good. It always looks good to be really right. sinister. With yeah, a kid. Ch- chasing a kid uh, down like a school hallway, like adjacent to a party. Yeah, if an eight-year-old kid uh, came up and hit me in, in the balls, what could I do? I'm gonna be the guy chasing just an eight-year-old down the street. Right, yelling their name at them as you run after them. Yeah. Not a good look. Uh, that is just one of those, I hope this never happens to me. Because <laughs> it's really one of those situations where you just got to eat shit. So oh, let's man. hope it doesn't happen. But Durning is so crazed that he is going to chase a, a schoolgirl yep. at, at an event where with potential witnesses. He is so over. And you see her, sh- that scene between them is so creepy and so intense and she kind of reveals that she's not all like afraid of this guy. Kind of. Right. It's not like outright where he's like scared or anything, but she's goes from being really like I don't know what you're talking about to eh, letting in that she thinks that this guy's got it coming. Uh, yeah, I want to say yeah, is there some sort of reveal where she's like, yeah, Bubba. Mhm. Bubba's going to She lets get him you. know that yeah, that that she's been in contact with Bubba. Yeah. And that kind of shakes him a bit. And so, yeah, Durning's descent into craziness is really our last third. That's our third act here. Oh, it's great. He's been losing it all through the second act after being knocked off his successful manhunt pedestal mm-hmm. early on. He's yeah, he really slipping. got the wind knocked out of his sails there. Yeah, his he's been drinking more, and his postman's Yeah, he's got is, this secret alcoholism thing going on yeah where everyone thinks he's sober but he's secretly drinking yeah he's constantly pounding a flask oh, this guy's full of just he's got eyes he's, he's got layers here yeah he's got there, multitudes yeah it's like you wouldn't expect this subplot of like just like yeah this guy like barely holding things together not holding things together getting yeah. in over his head he was a guy who had a little bit of power because he commanded a few dummies right and now his guys that believe his shit are dying <laughs> you know and he thinks he's next and he thinks he's next he's losing his and, own uh, small amount wrong. of power yeah and he's getting more and more confused as to who's ruining his life and so his descent is great i think he was so good in this movie i think when the movie started there's this rep these are all these are not actors you see in horror movies mm-hmm. it's kind of easy to joke about like charles durning and they're kind of playing yokels you yeah know, on, on the surface but there's it's so quality and it's yeah. the scares are so effective cutting out any r-rated nonsense and just focusing on simple things that scare us this movie does better than almost any of them i've there's been few movies that we've watched as a group that i've been more scared during hmm. than this movie and that's just watching it in my living room and so seeing it in the theater where it doesn't get played. No. Nope. <laughs> with commercial breaks uh, spliced in yeah. with a 4-3 full-frame presentation yep. on the screen. But it looked incredible. And as we build to Durning getting hunted after almost running down a girl. In yeah, the he... stro- that's, the, that's so creepy. And for some reason, that didn't stick with me from the first showing. The shot of the girl standing in a farmland's road just in the middle of night. Mm-hmm. That's... That's weird. Yeah, he takes. Yeah, he sees the girl who yeah. who Bubba knows, 
Yeah, so clearly he's drunk, she's in he's on enraged, it. he's confused. He's he just whacked his best friend with the shovel. Yeah, yeah, he just shoveled his friend. Uh yeah, he goes out into the cornfield after her. And man, the scene where he grabs her. Man. And she just starts bloody screaming. Yeah. It's like that's so real. She just starts that's from the a real place when starts screaming. You push your younger sibling too far. Where you've just been being the bully older brother and just picking on them the whole day, and they're about to like cry, and you have to do the like okay, 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 and start <laughs> making a funny face to get them to like oh no, so your mom doesn't hear them like crying and screaming. That girl's scream, man, what a scream! She yeah. lets like anybody know from miles around that dirt. Even Durning's just like shit. Well, like, He's oh, out God. in the middle of an empty field, like at two a.m. She's got a set of What's she doing her? out there? I don't know. But even the screams loud enough where he's looking around like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in the next farmstead two miles over might hear us. Yeah. But then we get a, yeah, he's interrupted by the tractor lights up behind him. Just a big tractor out in the middle of the cornfield. We had a few a during our big long movie day. <laughs> I know. We had kept having these, these weird coincidences. We always do this where we didn't mean to have two different Robert Prosky movies. Mm-hmm. We didn't mean to have two different movies with Moochie from Christine. And now we have these two different like kind of killer car scenes with the headlights going on before it hunts a man. Yeah. And we clearly Whoops. see the gears in this tractor shift by themselves. So yes. there's no one driving the tractor. You know, okay. That's a, you I know think my that's thing? a bold choice. You too. know my thing where I always forget the endings of movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter how many times I've seen them. Like, did he die? Did the guy die? Who dies? Yeah, yeah. I always forget that. I'll walk you through it. And so I, the one thing going into this, I remembered a lot of this movie, but I forgot if there was a hand moving the gears Mm. or if it was just the gears. Because I knew there was a gears scene with his final kill, but I forgot which way they took it. Yeah, yeah. Phantom gear shifter. This might be a heavy question. How do you feel about it? Would, Would you have rather seen a hand moving the gears or nothing. Uh, I like the nothing. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I think this this movie does kind of play with the idea of what's going on be, behind the scene here, beyond the I grave. think a cop-out answer, I, I do genuinely think both could work. Yeah. I think the guy's, every one of his other decisions throughout the movie worked. So I trust him on this one. But I was scared enough through other stuff that I, I think I would have been just as satisfied with a... A scarecrow hand. Uh, well, even like the hand would have to be really. Good. They'd have to get the right mood for the hand. It's again. It's like they, they're really walking a fine line of like, could these just be accidents or yeah. whatever, right? So this was when it was going to be revealed. Yeah. Either the, way, even the gear shifting by itself, maybe that's a maybe that's a misstep. <laughs> that's, that's a, maybe that's an it's getting harder and harder to discount. Uh, but uh, but what happens is Durning starts running from this tractor that's chasing him through the cornfield. Threshing up all the pumpkins and stuff. Ooh, great shots! This is a great like Halloween time. Just pumpkins getting movie. huge. Pumpkins getting ripped up. Uh, and then he accidentally Shoot up out the back. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. And then he accidentally runs himself into the scarecrow, into the pitchfork. And then yeah, he backs up and it's and we pan down and we see the pitchfork that he planted on Bubba. I now love covered in dripping red blood. Yeah, getting chased into the pitchfork was actually because then again, it's like it's not like we see a scarecrow stabbing a man, but you get it's these... all this like the camera wrong is place, so wrong time type uh, stuff. The shots that he used that were so <laughs> scary. The scarecrow perspective shots mm-hmm. when you're like Durning looking up and it does this 
fills the screen, that four by three frame. It fills it with this blank, empty scarecrow face looking down. That stuff shakes me. Yeah. Seeing this emptiness <laughs> isn't it could for all I know it's an inanimate object in the shot. I don't know if there's a man in there, but it felt like there was a man in there. And it's scary. That shot just looking down. I think it's supposed oh, to. Oh, wow. Well, then we get, Derny finally, he's done. Yeah. Tractor shuts off. Little girl's crying in the field. We hear footsteps approaching her. <laughs> yeah. She looks up, scared, then happy to see Bubba. Right. Well, we don't see Bubba. Then she... we cut to, this is the shot I this said is, earlier. Yeah. We see the scarecrow. Uh-huh. And it turns its head and looks at her with its <laughs> yes. scream-like face. <laughs> yeah. That is literally the one time we saw a scarecrow move. They actually go, yeah, the fact that they actually do give you that mm-hmm. moving scarecrow. And then we <sighs> see the hand extend with the flower that we, you know, rip, you know yeah, brings yeah, it back to a, the beginning. Uh-huh. She says, we're going to play a new game. <laughs> Freeze frame credits. Boom. Boom. Dark yeah. night of the scarecrow. And what an ending. I love that they, I would much rather have. The gears shifting on their own with the scarecrow head turn that we yes, got. Yes, that's yes. That combo I like the most. I, that's why I, I, I like that we only get the one shot of the head turn and then we see the hand extend if yeah. you even get that. But yeah, the fact that, yeah, we don't get the reveal too early yeah. with the 90 seconds left in the movie. And we still don't right get a reveal if end. it's a body or a supernatural entity right it never even answers that question well we don't yeah we don't see bubba's eyes under the mask this time it's a blank expression and and there's straw coming out of it so it is just a moving scarecrow that head turn man it's so good head turn in my head here's the thing in my head i remembered it just ending with the durning death like Mm. the the big dozer the thresher pulling off and then silence it's a great it would have been a great final shot yeah that's what i that's what my brain remembered as i did not remember the postscript with the girl and the scarecrow and i loved it oh i love seeing this movie i'm so glad so this is one you pushed for to be on the day i remember this is one that you were uh well i do getting more adamant about i remember it being such a fun group watch yeah Yeah, the the memories of group watch were really high this is a great one to see with the group because you do have a few moments that are funny but you do have some genuine scares and uh, a really pretty good atmosphere throughout. And great it acting it, that it, really lifts this movie. It's never slow. It never Mm-mm. feels cheap like a TV movie. No. Uh, it's on point. That's why I think my Did coworker knew. That? Yeah. <laughs> it's on my point. My coworker, I think, went in knowing it was a TV movie, but forgot by the end. Because even with the commercial cuts uh, spliced, right, right, it just doesn't feel like a TV movie production. It feels like a feature. Uh it is a great horror movie. Scary. Don't let the, the PG rating or PG-13 or whatever fool you. This is a scary movie. Mm-hmm. It is an effective movie. And I could I could see making a case for the greatest TV movie horror. It's, it's got to be in the it's, discussion. It's, it's, it's if a, it's anything, a, one of the top three. If you're, Yeah, if you're talking about TV horror movies, horror yeah. TV movies, however you say that. I'd love say that. to figure out definitively which Ooh. is the best. We'll find out eventually. We'll it's gain a, more. We'll mm. have more of these. I think this is definitely just, we got to do more TV horror. I'm into you, it. You know, once, when something like this, we've, we've gotten too many home runs and there's still too many good ones to cover. It's a great genre that I think you have to be a certain age to appreciate. Mm-hmm. I think it 
with us growing up during these TV movies and, you know, it's the same way we appreciate straight to video genre yeah. movies. It's really of our time. You know, when you hear about kids these days, they don't want to watch anything older than, you know, five <laughs> or ten years. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that I fear will be lost. I know. Because people yeah, that... will still talk about Alien or Nightmare on Elm Street. They'll still talk about, you know, the Citizen Kanes of old movies. Yeah. This is the kind of movie that should still be celebrated and is by the fans and, and people like us. But, you know, if if you're a kid and you don't want to watch something old, yeah. I could see you skipping over this one. And that's well, a shame. We're that would getting be a shame. more and more. One of the things we've talked about is as we're getting more into the only movies that are going to exist are all brands. So right. Alien's not going to die because there's going to be another Alien movie. It's a franchise. They're right. going to reboot Alien in 2028. If it's not another Prometheus thing, it's going to hang around. Mm-hmm. They're always going to bring back Freddy or Jason for something. It doesn't matter if the Jack Earl Haley one was a bust. Something's going to happen. They're not going to let these properties die. If uh, the new Scream is successful, I think you'll see a lot of those guys come back. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. Those won't be forgotten. It's going to be solo things because there's not going to be a Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Because there's not a famous fucking Scarecrow that exists. There's not a Scarecrow brand. Mm-hmm. And we're getting to the spot where we're not going to get new movies like this at all. And I'm afraid these ones are going to be forgotten. So when it gets this beautiful Blu-ray release, that's the next untapped market. A lot of the Blu-ray companies have plumbed the straight-to-video. I think mm-hmm. TV movies. Those are the ones that are still... Got a VHS at best release. How hard has it been for me to find some of these Brian Dennehy TV movies? They're not on YouTube. You have to find an old VHS or Laserdisc, if that. Mm-hmm. They just weren't preserved the same way that theatrical movies or straight-to-video were. And I'm afraid we're going to lose a lot of quality stuff like this. But this is out there. This is on Amazon. Yeah, you can stream it, I think, this on Amazon Prime. available yeah. freely. If so, we didn't ruin it. Please check it out. There's nothing we could have said, spoilers or not, that would make this any less effective. There you go. It is an excellent horror movie, and I'm so glad I got to see it like it was not meant to be seen. (laughs) The quality level that it could have played there, but for some reason never did. I also fought to to have this screen at the movie day. I also fought to have the original commercials inserted throughout the movie. (laughs) We found an old copy, so we got some old... uh, Mervin recorded it off in of, there. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted that. No. The label <laughs> written by our dad on the, the. No, that's the authentic TV movie experience. I mean, I do love that vibe for my. That would be I fun. have movies like that on TV, and it's yeah. the best. But oh, seeing the Blu-ray up there of this movie that got luckily got this treatment that has mm-hmm. that respect. It has this reputation for a reason. If you've heard of it from legend of TV movie, see it. It won't let you down. It's so good. And it came to this. It did. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>